Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this Chargers podcast. I am your host, Fernando Ramirez, and with me as always, he's number 41 on the field, but he's you know he's number one in your heart. That is Chargers fullback Lorenzo Neal. Lorenzo, how are we doing today? Hey, I'm doing one word, you know, legendary, baby, legendary. That's that's all you that's all you can ask for. That's really all you can ask for. No question, man. Great week of football. The the without a doubt, I think it's safe to say that this AFC West may be one of the toughest divisions. Yeah. It's the toughest division in the West. I mean, in the AFC. And then how about this? The NFC West is the toughest division in the NFC. Is that, is, is that, is, is, would you say that's fair assessment or too yeah. soon? Yeah, no, 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 100%. It, it feels like both, both teams or both divisions could end up having one or two teams in the playoff wild card. Everybody thought it'd be the NFC North, the NFC, uh, the AFC North or the NF or the NFC uh, South. But I really think the, both of these West uh, squads or both of these West divisions are just so tough right now. And there's a lot of really good football being played on both uh, on both sides. No question, Fernando. And I think it's safe to say that we I think a lot of people I know down to down south believe that that the Chargers should be undefeated. I think if yeah. you look at AFC, if you look at the AFC West, you think, oh, my God, the team's Kansas City going down for a winning field goal drive to win that game. It's very easy that both these divisions could be undefeated. Seattle has a chance to knock out Tennessee, and they let them back in that game. So this is a situation that you look at very, 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 very well. We could be looking at two divisions that are still undefeated after second week. Who would have thought that after two weeks you'd say the Raiders and the Broncos are undefeated while the Chargers and the uh, and the Cowboys or and the Chiefs have lost uh, a game each? I mean, that Sunday night game was actually very good, Lorenzo. It was it had everything you wanted. Uh, and then obviously Clyde Edwards Alaire gets the ball knocked down. This is a funny part, Lorenzo. The guy who knocked the ball out of his hand, he had gotten traded uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs to Baltimore in exchange for Orlando Brown, their left tackle. Uh, in that big trade that, that happened right before the draft. So that guy, uh, he was able to get to a little bit of a payback and, and help Baltimore secure that victory. And that's the first time Lamar Jackson's beaten Patrick Mahomes. So that's a little bit of getting that, uh, getting um, kind of like getting the weight of the world off your shoulders. I mean, Lamar, honestly, offensive line isn't that good. Uh, the, he's on his fifth or sixth running back. Uh, the receivers he are okay. It. Defense isn't that good. Yeah, yeah, it's not what it used to be. And, I mean, there's no Marcus Peters. He tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago. But, man, he really made it work. And that's literally one guy putting the team on his back. No question. He was Superman without the cape the other night. Yeah. Why, but tell me something. Why does everybody – you tell me, if, if if you watch football and you, you look at it and say, Lamar Jackson, he finally get a win. No, okay, so I can see that. But if you look at San Francisco, that got Jimmy G, they, they beat, you know, you look at who they beat, Philadelphia, Jimmy G gets a win. You look at how they, 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 they say that Tennessee, it's Tannehan gets the win. Why, 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 why is that, Fernando, when you think about it? And I understand you look at, you know, the young quarterback in, in, in the, down in L.A., you think about what he brings in. Yes, he is, you got, he is the, I get him, he is the guy. But there's so many scenarios that they're saying they always talk about Tannehill. They talk about he's getting a win. When to me, Derrick Henry won that game. Oh yeah. But 
But why is why is that the narrative throughout the NFL? Um, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I know certain quarterbacks, I mean, put the teams on their back. The Patrick Mahomes is the uh the the Josh Allen's like some of these guys put their team on their back. And I, I don't know. I, I'm also with you about that. I thought Ken, uh, I thought Derrick Henry literally at the end of the game, he was uh, he put the team on his back and he said, here we go. I, I, I guess it's because the quarterbacks always looked at as the leader, but I just don't see I, I don't see, I don't see that either. Like I see that Lamar Jackson wins games. I see that. Honestly, people don't want to admit it, but uh, Jimmy G does win some games. I mean, it's not always the defense that bails him out, which the defense did a really good job on Jalen hurts a week ago was being asked, Oh, is he in uh, contention for the MVP? And now all of a sudden uh, the 49ers kind of kicked him off that pedestal. But I just guess, I guess that's how the league goes. I mean, you, it's quarterback driven. I mean, you see some of these rules, Lorenzo, and you're kind of like, dude, like what? Like it's literally all these rules. And Tom Brady came out and said it. Uh, most of these rules are for the quarterback to succeed and not for, uh, and not for the defense to succeed. But some of these defenses, Put the team on their back and, and they really do uh they really do some good uh some good stuff but sometimes it's just the quarterback it's a quarterback driven league to be honest it it, it really is and I'm, I'm glad that you're in the same church same pew and that we yeah. speak the same language on that because i just hear it a lot and it's like man these other guys they got to be tired of hearing man the quarterback and it's you know you know you you hear it all the time so many times when it's like these other guys are making plays after plays and you're like man but the quarterback you know they're the highest paid they get the money they get the glory but you're right uh, you know look at a guy like josh allen you look at what we saw in lamar jackson sunday you know sunday night against kansas city down by 10 and, and, and the thing about it he you know uh, it's, it's like he did it by by land and by he did it by air <laughs> yeah. because he did a lot of running as well that's one of the quarterbacks that you look at in the league and it's just like you look at it and you say he's more he's is he more a better runner than thor passer in your opinion Josh Allen? No, no, uh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar. He just like it feels like he's he has um like oil on him, like oil slick, and guys <laughs> just can't touch him when he's running the football. And he just does it at such good times. Like, I don't know, some of these design runs, I'm just like, I feel like his offense is not that good at pass blocking, but when it comes to run blocking for him, I feel like they open up so many holes for him and he's able to sneak right through him. So I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, sometimes I feel like Lamar's a better runner, but I, I feel like it's because the pass blocking on the Baltimore Ravens offensive line isn't that good. I mean, last year they had Ronnie Staley and they had uh, Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown kept on complaining about how he hated playing right tackle. He wanted to play left tackle. And he's like, it's not about the money. It's about uh, being able to play my natural position, bro. It's about the money. You know, a left tackle is going to get paid a lot more than a right tackle. So, and you know, it's funny, Lorenzo, he's actually in Kansas city, but he hasn't even gotten a new deal. So he could be a free agent after this year. And, and that'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. But, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like sometimes Lamar's a better runner. He has better instincts when it comes to running the football. And I feel like sometimes that's his best quality, which I'm not taking away anything of him I'm, as a quarterback, I'm, I'm but sometimes you. he's very slithery when he, when he runs the football. <laughs> like that. I like that analogy. Slithery. Yeah. Are you on him? I, honestly, it's not even close to me. I think that you, I, I, I say that with the, you know, with a great deal of trepidation, not trying to bad mouth this young exactly. man at all. But this guy, by far, he's a way better runner. When you watch him, when he throws the ball, at times he's inconsistent. After a big run, he'll throw a grounder. He'll throw a hot ball, hot potato, ball of yeah. cell. 
away from him. Just the mechanics, it doesn't look great at times. So you look at Lamar Jackson, and I'm thinking, this is a team to me that if you said to play one game, to go play a game, the best, if you're going to go play any team, I'll put him against anybody for one game. In the playoffs and the stuff, it won't happen because you have to sustain that. And you know that, Fernando, when you're in the playoffs, you got to have games where it's going to, the run game may not be going. You got to throw the ball. You got to be able to show balance. And when you see every time they play at Tennessee, our team that get, can run the ball and keep the ball away from him and get on and get on top of Lamar Jackson, they don't have that big threat where they can come down, be down by 14 or 21 and have any chance of coming back. And it looks really bad when they're forced just to, he knows that he has to beat you with his arm. I have not seen Lamar Jackson do that. I have seen Jimmy G do that. You watch the young chargers. You see the quarterback has done that. I just don't see, uh, he would not be, he would not be in my top 10, top 15 when it comes to being down by double digits. I would not have Lamar Jackson on my team to keep, to bring me back. I just don't think he's built that way, and I don't think that he's going to have a long-term deal, and I don't think that he is the future uh, for the Baltimore Ravens because I think he takes too many hits. I think that shoulder, when you think about where he's getting hit on the shoulder, after you, now you're getting hit on the shoulder, now you got to throw with that same arm. I think that brings fatigue. I think it helps with the inconsistency. Don't believe that this team can get to the Super Bowl or play well in the playoffs. Switching gears, getting back to the, you know, the, to the AFC, the West, you look at this Charger team, and you think about a team that could have been, everyone's talking about, you know, Brady and Tampa Bay should be the, is probably the best team in football. Dak Prescott got in the shootout and went head to head with Brady and they gave them everything, gave Tampa Bay everything they wanted. When you watch this Charger team and after watching the way that they handled the Dallas Cowboys and the manner in which that game transpired and how it ended, does that not give you hope that this Charger team is definitely a playoff team? maybe a playoff team and how good can they be from what you've seen on Sunday? I mean, they need to fix a lot of things, Lorenzo. I mean, the, the right tackle position, I mean, Micah Parsons literally picked apart that right tackle storm Norton. Uh, he, the guy was oversetting thinking that he was going to try and beat him with his speed outside. So Micah or a coach, I don't know who it was brilliant would tell him, Hey, go inside, go inside, cut back inside. You're too fast. He's too big. He's not gonna be able to catch you. Same, uh, in, like in, they say in Spanish, dicho y hecho. It, it's said and it's uh, it's uh, Bible because he wasn't able to catch him. And and Storm Norton and Micah uh, Parsons was giving Justin Herbert fits. I mean, obviously Justin was able to to get away from him and stuff, but still, you want a, a clean pocket for your quarterbacks. I mean, on the other side, Rashawn Slater gave uh, gave him a clean pocket. Guys weren't getting past Rashawn. Another great performance by him. Uh, I. I think the Chargers should be a little nervous, Lorenzo. I think my meter right now is at about a five. Uh, you're not putting the ball in the end zone. Uh, you scored 20 points against uh, Washington, and you scored 17 points against Dallas. Dallas' defense was missing Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory. They were missing a lot of other players, and you were only able to put up 17 points against them. That's not that's not very good. I mean, you can't settle for field goals. Something's happening, Lorenzo, to the point where like these guys are getting to the red zone, and for some reason, everything is just getting wiped out. Like, it, I don't know what's happening, but they're they're able to move the ball up and down the field. I think Ty Long has only punted once or twice in these first two games. 
And I don't think he, I think he punted once against Dallas and it was a 15 yard penalty and they allowed the drive to continue. But there is something happening that when they get in the red zone, the Chargers are not putting the ball in the end zone. And that has to be very worrisome. Uh, Justin Herbert has two touchdown passes and only, and three interceptions in these first two games. Um, Brandon Staley told us he's not nervous about it, that he knows that Justin's doing a great job. He's like, everybody else has to kind of pick it up is what he's saying. And it is true. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what the play calling is in the end zone, but they have to do something completely different because it is not working. You're not putting up points. You're fit. You're top five in yards in the NFL, but you're, uh, but you're, but you're, I think bottom, bottom tier in scoring that has to change quickly, Lorenzo. If not, teams are just going to be outscoring them and, and the, the defense is going to remain a long time on that field and they're going to get gassed. Yeah, with that being said, you're, you're absolutely, Right. The red zone, the Chargers have to get better in the red zone. But if you want Justin Herbert to succeed, you got to give him time. You saw the place that had two guys in motion where they didn't get set long enough because they would have still found a way to win that game in spite yeah. of that as they, they did. They should have won that game. You get that touchdown now. You know, the Dallas Cowboys doesn't score. They field goal doesn't win the game for them. And you look at that game. We're sitting here at two and zero, saying, "Hey, we do. We need to fix things." But you would have been two and zero with the Denver Broncos. So, with that being said, do you think that this team now gets aggressively in the free agent, progressively in, in trying to make a trade to acquire a tackle? Is this is it that right tackle? Is it that bad that you think? Look, if they're going to try to be a a playoff team this year, and what you've seen in the last two weeks. Do they need to make a trade? Do they need to find, bring someone else to play right tackle? I, I think they should look at some. I, I think they need to explore all options, but that's just not in Tom Telesco's bag. I, I just feel like he's not going to – he's not that kind of general manager that's going to go out and find a piece and try and bring him in. Somebody on a contract year, a right tackle, that maybe a team isn't going to pay, bring him in and, and make him your right tackle. I just don't see I, – I don't see Tom Telesco doing that. I think he's going to try and work with his inside guy, his in-house guys. Um, but that's just the kind of general manager he is. He's he's uh, he's he's going to try and see what they can do with the in-house guys. But man, I, I would be looking. I mean, you have to do something about that right side. And everybody uh, points to oh, Brian Bulaga is going to come back from IR. Yeah, but he's had back injuries. He's had all kinds of injuries since he got here last year as a quote-unquote big free agent signing. And he's barely even played. I think he's only played four full games for the Chargers uh, in in these last two years. So it's like, okay, he's going to come back. But how long can he sustain himself until he gets hurt again or or has to go down or something happens? So if I was them, I would be looking around, trying to see, trying to poke around, see what I can do. I mean, draft picks are valuable. But, man, at one point, you have to look around. You have to say, you know what, this team is good enough. And I still think, Lorenzo, this team is a year away from being a Super Bowl contender. I feel like they're a couple of pieces away. But I feel like this year, like we've said, I think they can get into the – I think they can sneak into a wild card spot, maybe make some noise in the playoffs. I don't think they'll go all the way. But I think they're they're good enough to compete. The thing is that that right tackle position right now is a complete crutch, and you're only going to play – tougher opponents you're gonna have to play von miller this weekend you have uh frank clark and you have chris jones you're gonna face some very you have tj watt in a couple of weeks you have max crosby on monday night football when the chargers play the raiders 
you're going to face a lot of really good pass rushers. And if the Chargers want to have a hope in winning some of these games, you're going to have to ha- be better on the offensive line. And they are better. The, the left tackle, left guard, center, right guard are way better than what they were at last year. Now it's about improving that right tackle position. But I just I don't see Tom Telesco going out there and, and making the necessary move to get a better right tackle. When you say that, then how does that, what do you think that makes, how, how do you think the other guys feel? How do you think that the offensive line and not just offensive line, the offense in general, and when you think about you have a franchise quarterback that you, that you're putting on a, you know, you, he is the face of your, your organization. Yeah. Do you want to protect him? Do you, or do you think they're going to use the tight end more, go more 12 personnel, bring another tight end and to help cover up the deficiency? Are you going to slide protection? What can they do? Because you're right. If you if you let these games slip and this continues to be a uh, you know a mainstay, you think about Carr. You know you you're talking about Carr and the Raiders. Look how they. How about his older brother David Carr? You know you look at Derek who's having a great year, but look at you know his other brother David. Look what happened to David and with the Houston Texans. Yeah. Didn't have tackle. Didn't have the guy that he needed. You know so, you know he ended up retiring because um, he came from Jacksonville. Hall of Fame tackle um, and didn't wasn't able to play in, in with the Texans and look what happened to David Carr. Uh, it was just it was you know he was he was shot. Is does that worry you if this young kid continues to take a beating when he knows that right side is not stable? Uh, do you think he does it affecting his mechanics? Is it affecting that you see it affecting him throwing the ball, staying in the pocket? What are you seeing by not having someone that that trust that everyone knows that they can't trust him? Do you think that that's having an effect on the performance of your 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 franchise quarterback? I don't think it's affecting Justin just because Justin can move well in the pocket. He knows how to get around it. I just think sometimes if if his read is like Keenan Allen's going to come down on a slant and he's already having to move out and and kind of go other places with the football, I think that is going to kind of hurt him a little bit because you're like, okay, my my read is is Keenan on the slant. You know Keenan's going to be open. But what if the the outside linebacker is already in my face? I'm gonna have to move out, move around, try and hope somebody else comes open. So I'm, that's gonna that's gonna affect him in that sense. But man, Justin was moving around so well on Sunday. He was trying to wait, find guys open, and he would find them. He found Keenan Allen for a 42 yard pass. Uh, when you talk about, are you gonna help with the tight end? Man, they tried that on Sunday, Lorenzo, and they had to bring back a, a touchdown. I don't know if you saw this, but they found Donald Parham wide open. Uh, in the end, like he was wide open at the five yard line. He catches the football, walks into the end zone, and they called Jared Cook for a hold. Jared Cook had stayed to help Storm Norton on that right side, and they both kind of sandwiched the guy. And, and Jared Cook kind of grabbed him and brought him down to the ground, and they called holding. So they got two touchdowns called back on Sunday. Both of them, Jared Cook was involved. And you're kind of like, okay, dude, well, what are we supposed to do? Like, and that's the thing, they got creative, they were able to do a good play. The guy comes wide open. But it just uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like Justin's not taking all that many hits, but it's about your plays. If your plays depend on the hot read or who the quarterback is supposed to go to and he hikes the ball and he already has a guy right in his face, he's going to have to move around and maybe you're going to have to change your play selection a little bit more. But right now, Lorenzo, they have the intermediate stuff. That's what they're that's where they're going with so far. But you just need a couple. I think they need to mix it up a little bit more. Some more plays down the field. Uh, try and throw Jalen Guyton to go deep or, or Mike Williams going deep. I mean, you know what? Mike Williams has been a huge surprise, Lorenzo. I don't think a lot of fans expected this uh, from him, but he's been uh, he's been pretty good these first two games. 
82 yards against Washington, 91 against the the Cowboys, and two touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns in these two games. So kudos to to Mike Williams for having a, a big game. But yeah, no, going back to your point, yeah, the Chargers do need to start looking because, um, or I mean, if they're gonna help Chip, I mean, I guess help Chip, but you need to secure that right side. If not, it is gonna be a problem. And it could be a little bit dangerous uh, for your the franchise quarterback, especially with all these quarterbacks kind of taking hits. Yeah, and 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 you for now you got to realize, and I say that, and I know you're like, hey, I don't know if Mike Wesco is going to do anything, but it cost them a game. Yeah, Chargers should should be two and zero. Oh. Yeah, and you can't think you don't you you can't tell me that when they're in their meetings and they're in their team meetings and they're you know when the coaching staff and the front office they're together and they watch this tape and they watch that right tackle. And they watch the holdings and watching different things and watching, you know, then when you try to put Cook in, have a tight end come in and they both hold and you, you take all points off the board and you start to see, my God, here's this guy moving around. He can't throw to the ball that way. So he's because he's got to maneuver to get out of the way of Horm's way. So now the timing's off. So now that side of the field is dead. What does that cost? So I look at this, man. This is a, a very, very serious problem for this for this team. Switching gears and getting over to the defensive side of the ball, Fernando. What did you think about the defense, the performance? How were those guys? How were they up front? What did you think about them against the run? It kind of bottled up Zeke Elliott. It seemed like he's starting to lose a step or two, but I don't know if that's – did you see the same? Well, before we get into that, Lorenzo, did you make uh, – I have to ask you, every week I feel like I ask you, did you make any money over the weekend? Uh, I mean, yeah, if I go to the little bet online, I mean, it's freaking unbelievable. You know me. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Denver Broncos has been good to me. I've been riding with the Broncos, and oh, yeah, but there's a little country town. It's a little town in the Central Valley. I like to call Fresno. When I say Fresno, you say no, Fresno. No. That's, I, went to, I went to bet online, and I took my dogs against your UCLA Bruins. The dogs, baby. Fresno comes into L.A., comes to you guys' house, brother, and we put that old-fashioned country butt-whooping on the UCLA Bruins. So, yes, go to bed online, and that's right. That was my lot, too. My dog <laughs> went I, out and gave it to you. I don't understand how UCLA comes out against LSU, completely, like, bull rushes them, beats them down, and then all of a sudden just lays an egg against Fresno. Whoa, whoa, it was... whoa, 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 whoa. Give, them, give our readers, let's, let's go to bed online. <laughs> That's not jumping. Don't, don't. You're doing too much. Don't, don't have, I'm happy to bet you. I, I, all right. Bet online has uh, everything that you want. Hey, baseball playoffs are coming quickly. The AL wild card. Who's going to be? Is it going to be Boston, Toronto, New York, Oakland, or Seattle? Man, it, it, it's starting to heat up, Lorenzo. They're they're starting to they're starting to heat up. Who's gonna be the AL, AL MVP? Will it be Shohei Otani or Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? We don't know. NL MVP, Fernando Tatis Jr., Bryce Harper, Max Muncy. I mean, <laughs> there are some interesting names out there, Lorenzo, uh, for all this uh, all this uh, bet online. But go right now. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL10. Uh, Lorenzo, I mean, it's it's getting a little heated out there, and I, I, I'm sure – People want to keep on making money, but it's also about uh, staying healthy, getting yourself right. Can you tell our good folks about Balance 7, Lorenzo? Balance 7 is everything. I'm telling you right now, Balance 7, getting your pH right, making sure your body's 
acidic, making sure your body has pH because it doesn't let anything acidic kind of grow in your body. Our bodies is our temple. We know that 80% of the body is made of liquid. We understand we're all made of most of the bodies is fluid. So when you have that balance seven, what it is, it's going to keep your body in a balanced state and it's going to give you the energy and give you then get your endorphins waking up. And it has your, your brain, the clarity that I have been on this balance seven has been second to none. Get that balance seven. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I'll let Fernando give you the code you can go to and order your balance seven and probably get a buck or two saving. So tell the people where they can get this balance seven and how do they order it, Fernando? You can see how balance seven has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. That bottle lasts 11 days, which is a perfect amount to feel the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the promo code believe, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. I did. If it works, if it worked for me and Lorenzo, it'll work for you guys. So, uh, so yeah, Lorenzo, going back to the to the to the defense i mean it's it 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 played well the only thing that i would be a little the only thing that was a little nerve-wracking is that the cowboys almost got 200 yards on the ground tony pollard uh got 200 yards on the defense uh they scored two touchdowns the chargers defense really clamped down in the second half though and they didn't allow a touchdown they only allowed field goals but man lorenzo if there's one player everybody should be on the lookout for is asante samuel jr that court, that kid, man, he had his first interception. I sound like Chucky. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, <laughs> he had his first his first interception over the weekend, and I think it just came out that Asante Samuel Jr. right now, when throwing at him, the quarterback rating is forty six point two, with only Jalen Ramsey ahead of him. Wow. I mean, this is a corner that said he was disappointed because a lot of teams passed over him. Remember, you and I talked about it. Yep. Said this kid has a, a chip on his shoulder said that he wants to play and he wants to show a lot of people what he can do. And you got to be happy for Samuels. You got to be happy for yeah. him. And he comes in with the, the Chargers. The Chargers go ahead and pick him up. This guy is now playing with that chip on his shoulder, and he's absolutely locking guys down. He's around the ball. He's got great technique. He doesn't panic, like his technique, good feet, stays in front of the does a really, really good job. So very, very happy. I know the Chargers organization has got to be happy because they, they might have found their lockdown corner for some years. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, he's exactly like, and he's exactly the kind of corner that they needed. Now it's about clamping down this week. Derwin James had to play a lot more in the slot, Lorenzo, which is called their, their, um, I think, well, no, I can't remember what they call it, but, uh, he, he had to play in the slot because Chris Harris Jr. was out this game. He had a shoulder injury and that kind of took away from what Derwin does. I mean, Derwin, I mean, he got a half a sack. Uh, on Sunday, he was able to come in and, and help with the pass rush. But that's really what Derwin's all about. Derwin's about being all over the field. In this game, he had to be in the slot because the Chargers needed help. And uh, I, I'm thinking Chris Harris Jr. will be back on Sunday or on yeah for next Sunday's game. He should be back this week for practice. But man, they they really missed him, man, and and they they could really use him. Justin Jones as well, defensive tackle. He didn't play, so he would have uh, been facing Zach Martin. Uh, Justin Jones isn't known much of a pass rushing defensive tackle. He's a better run stopper, so I think he would have helped a lot with Zeke and with some of these other guys. But the Chargers have a lot of work to do on defense. I know they only gave up twenty points, but they have a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do because they were letting the running backs, whether it was in the pass game and the run game, they were letting the running backs get a little too. Uh, a little bit too free so they they have some work to do 
Yeah, and you saw that, especially in the passing game, running backs were catching the ball out of the backfield. They let guys, you know, catch the ball and move the sticks on some crucial third downs that could have got them off the field. Yeah. Running backs big for Dallas. You 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 got to continue to, and I, I think it's early though in the, in the in in the year, and usually offenses are you know you know offenses are going to try to you know be ahead of schedule and try to you know hit the defense and keep them off balance. I just think that the Chargers defense they got guys that they got pass rushers. You got the guys that you want for pass rush, but they do got to be stouter against the run because you're going to run into some teams that you know they can keep you off balance and then keep you know, Joey off the field, you know, because of the fact that they're running so much and now he's playing run and pass, you now you lose some of your effectiveness, what he can bring to the pass rush. And I think that happens a lot because of the fact they're, they're running teams are running the ball and having so much success. So you don't have those guys that you usually want to turn out, turn and loose, you yeah. know, when you're for the rush for the, for the passing game. Yeah, I know. And before we look forward, Lorenzo, to what's going to happen next weekend, uh, we have exciting news. Our pod is now partnering with Play Action Pools. We've been talking about them, Lorenzo, uh, this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPool.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Sign up for this contest, Believe Football Pick'em at PlayActionPools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week You can uh, between the NFL and college football. Uh, again, go to PlayActionPools.com, sign up for the football contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. Lorenzo, I know you're very competitive when it comes to a lot of stuff, so I'm sure you're you're excited about uh, about uh, play action pools. Yeah, a little play action pool, a little pick them. You know, I, you know what? I, I I can I can do a parlay here and there. You know, pick them. I, I I can I can pick some games. So what we should do, you know, Fernando, you and I, we should go head to head. You know, maybe next time the next show, you can pull out the pull, pull out the pick them, and you and I, we can go <laughs> head to head and, and let the listeners see who they you know who wins at the end of the season. You know, That'd you versus total. Me and you, you against me, you know, we usually can get along, but if we can't get along, we might as well get it on. So we can go with the little pick them and you and I can have a little something on the side and, and people can follow us and just see how that works out. That would be very interesting. But now looking forward, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I get, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's, that's too much for, for one podcast. I think it'd be, I'd be, it'd be an explosive pick them challenge kind of thing, but uh, looking forward, Lorenzo, this weekend is a pretty big game. And I mean, Tony Romo, Jim Nance, they're on the call for CBS. I mean, when they're out there, you know, it's a big game. Uh, the Chargers go against the Chiefs. I mean, I I don't know what to, I, I feel like, I feel like if the Chargers would have won on Sunday, I'd be a little bit more like, okay, this is going to be a big challenge, man. I, I, I don't know how to, the Chargers usually play the Chiefs very well, but I just don't know going into this game. I think there's a huge cloud around it. Like what Chiefs team is going to show up? What Chargers team is going to show up? I, I don't I don't know how to I don't know what to make of it, but man, this is going to be a pretty good game. It it is, and I, I know what to make of it. Uh, you have a Kansas City Chiefs team that can't run the ball with consistency. You have a Kansas City team that defensively that can't stop the run. You have a Kansas City team's defense that, when you look at them, you think about them just as a perspective. They uh, they allow a lot of points. You look at the first two weeks, you gave up over thirty. And you gave up, you know, when you were, you played against a, a, a Cleveland team that's pretty good and, and they ran the ball down your throat and they gave up over close to 30 in that game and they could have continued to score. So I, I, I would be a little bit more optimistic. I don't think Kansas City Chiefs is going to repeat. I don't think this is going to be the third. They are not going back to the Super Bowl. You can mark it here first and say it here. They are, they are, they, 
just don't they don't have it, Fernando. They don't have it on defense. And there's a guy, Patrick Mahomes has to do too much. He has to do too much and he has to do it on the move. It's not like he can do it from the pocket with consistency like Brady. Brady, you know, he's going to be protected so he can do it from the pocket. Patrick Mahomes has to create things, get out of the pocket, run, do a lot of things. I just don't think that that Matt, he's got magic. I just don't think that his defense gives him enough and gives him enough stops. I just don't see this team being as dominant as everyone expects. So I think this is going to be a very, very competitive game, and they're going to score some – it's going to be some festivities. Some scores going to be – there's going to be a lot of points put on the board. So you think the Chargers kind of rebound and and they're able to put the ball in the end zone? Uh, Without a doubt, they're going to score some points because you're playing against the Chiefs. Who hasn't scored on the Chiefs? Look at Baltimore. Baltimore. (laughs) Our offense – but, the, you know, so you look at this and I understand when everyone, when you say Chiefs, what do you say? You say Mahomes because, yeah. you know, pretty much it's you. You know what he's going to do. And so but when you have a team like this Chargers team that can get after you, and get aggressive and do some things, this is going to be a very, very competitive game. So I just think that you you're, you are going to have to score. You know that because, you know, the Chiefs going to score. So can this Charger team manufacture 30 35 or more. If they the first one to 30, first one to 33 wins this game, in my opinion. First team to 30 wins. Wow. There you go. You heard it from Lorenzo. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit more like, oh my God, I don't know what to I I I don't know. I just I'm really interested to see what's gonna happen this weekend. When you're um, in, when you say that, Fernando, when you say you're interested in seeing, you're kind of a little nervous. I get that. So, but are you do you think that they can't score? So what is your so give me your concerns as far as this like when you're saying, can the Chargers score against the Chiefs? I, I, I just, I haven't seen it, and I've seen, I haven't seen it against what the Washington has a very good defense. Dallas didn't, but Dallas did some things to kind of change it up. I just don't know if the Chargers can flip a switch in one week and, uh, and, um, and score the football. You know, like if it's if it's one week, uh, and. I just don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can flip the switch, uh, if they can if they can start scoring the football, if they can start doing all that. Uh, that's my cause for concern. Understood, understood, and it's and it should be. Don't let me talk you out of it. I just think no, 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 no. I, I, no, I'm glad that we have these discussions and we talk about this because I mean, obviously, like you've been in the game. I see it from a from a, a journalist point of view i see it from from that kind of point of view and you see it from on the field so i know that obviously going into sunday you think oh yeah no we have a chance that's how the charge you're gonna feel but me just from an outsider looking in and and seeing this team i'm just like can you overcome everything that's going on but you're right though and i i didn't even put my finger on that teams have been scoring the football in kansas city's defense i mean the honey badger was there last week but i mean if you take away that pick six uh they only would have scored 28 points on uh on sunday so that, that would have been that was pretty interesting did you, that you okay, mention that in, in my and so i'm gonna ask you something when you watch when you thought about jackson when you thought about uh the baltimore ravens gonna play kansas city what did you when you looked at that game before the game started how did you view it if you were before the kickoff what kind yeah. of game Give me your score. What was your prediction? I thought it was going to be a blowout. I thought Kansas City was going to win like forty-two to, like forty-two to twenty-four, something like something crazy like that. So did I, and that's yeah, and so did I. Any given Sunday, any and I and I saw what the Baltimore Ravens did against the LA Chargers. I saw the Baltimore Ravens hesitate. They're up. They go. They're getting ready to kick the winning field goal. The Baltimore Ravens. And they ran it on first down. They ran it on yeah. second. 
they didn't give Lamar the chance to go for the juggler. If you're any other team, you take a couple shots to the end zone. You keep winding down the clock. You try to get another first down. Look at how Baltimore played, bro, against the Raiders. They should have won that game yeah. because they were they didn't trust Lamar to throw the ball because they thought it was going to be incomplete and the clock would stop. So they wanted to keep the clock running, so they just ran the ball. Great teams don't do that. Yeah. Great find a way to put teams away when that opportunity comes. So when I watched them play against the Raiders, and I saw in which the, the which this coaching staff and what they did with Lamar, it let me know that they don't trust him in certain situations with the ball, putting it in the air to win a game, throwing the ball, to ice a game, throwing the ball. If they're ahead, they're more, they're more, they believe the Baltimore Ravens. And this is the answer, the way what you said starting the show. You said Lamar Jackson is a, a, a runner that is just so electrifying and you like watching him run more than throwing. Baltimore believes the same thing because in that Raider game, they rather have had him do it with his legs than do it with his arm. And that's what he did in Can against Kansas City last Sunday. I mean, he scored those last two rushing touchdowns. He uh he that's how he was able to get the first down. That's how he was able to make a lot of plays with, with was with his legs. Why? Because Kansas City can't defend the run. And that's what I think they're the worst run team right now. That's why if I'm the Chargers, hell, this weekend I would just run the football. Run the football, run the football, run the football. Throw throw the different running backs in there. I saw something unique, Lorenzo, on Sunday. The Cowboys knew that the charge couldn't stop the run. So what they do, they put CeeDee Lamb in the backfield uh, and Dak Prescott gave the ball to, uh, to CeeDee Lamb. He handed it off to him and he got 13 yards on that carry. Hell, why not just grab one of your receivers, put him back there, like just kind of confuse the the Chiefs a little bit. I would I would kind of throw the kitchen sink this weekend at Kansas City and just try and see what uh, what works. I mean, you just have to be you have to be unique. You have to be different. So, I mean, I, that's just, that's just me. Um, I agree. That's just me. I mean, I, I, they have to do something different, something unique. And that's what Kansas city is going to do. Fernando, Kansas city's yeah. going to come up. Trust me. They're going to try to run the ball. Don't oh, it's think. Gonna, yeah, no, it's going to be loud too. Yes. Kansas city is going to say, look, we can run the ball on these guys. Let's wear them out. And then we can do play action. They're going to try to play action. This may be the most you've seen Kansas city. Mahomes turn his back to the defense because they're going to go play action, try to go downfield, take shots. They're going to run the ball. The Chargers got to show that they can stop the run. They haven't been able to show that they can stop the run on a consistent basis. Teams yeah. going to see if they can. So this is going to be a big week for the Chargers to get better against the run, put their big boy pads on and say, look, we got to get better against the run. And that's when you look at the Niners, what they were able to do in Philadelphia. They knew Fletcher, Clark was, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox was in the middle. And what did the Niners do? They ran a lot of sweeps, ran a lot to the perimeter. They wore those guys out. They kept running the ball and trying to get those edges. And that's what good offensive coordinators do. You find that weakness and you exploit it. If they're good in the middle, then you say, look, we got to run it outside and make the big guys run. If they're, got, if they're a fast-running pursuit team like the Chargers, a la Chargers, they're a team that got fast bookends that want to get up field and want to run around. You line up and you say, I'm going to run downhill. I'm going to do some power, some counters. I want to go downhill and play smash mouth football and move the chains. So teams are going to adapt to what the Chargers are weak at. So the Chargers and this defensive staff and these coaching staff, they're going to have to get their big boy pads on this week and figure out what they got to do, each man to a man, and say, we have to stop the run. If we can't stop the run and we let Kansas City be versatile and we can't stop the run or the pass, it's going to be a long day. I 100% agree with you. I mean, it just... 
they're going to have to stop the run. Just Hopefully they get Justin Jones back this weekend. That'll help them out. But yeah, Lorenzo, I completely agree with you. They have to stop the run. They have to be able to put it. I mean, obviously you you kind of want to take it out of Mahomes' hands, but the way these guys just can't stop the run, I think it's going to be both teams. I think both the Chargers and the Chiefs are going to try and establish the run, try and run the football, try and, and do, because both of these guys are kind of a mirror image of each other. Like they have a terrible, they both have a terrible, uh, they're not able to run the football or they, they don't run the football that much. They depend on their quarterbacks. Both of their defenses can't stop the run. The only thing is the Chargers are pretty good against the pass. They don't really allow all that many yards against the in the air. And they have a better secondary. They have a better – Chargers have a better overall defense than the Chiefs do. But it's just can the Chargers put it all together? Kenneth Murray has to show out this weekend. Kaiser White has to do better. Both of the linebackers need to do a lot better. Uh, and, like, the defensive line, I mean, Jerry Tillery, your first-round draft pick – and he struggled. Lorenzo, there was times where I saw I saw a video I would see in the play, I would look up on the TV screen that's above me, and I would see Jerry Tillery in uh where the linebackers were. And I'm like, what the hell happened on that play? And you'd see Zach Martin driving him all the way back into where their linebackers are. He got pancaked easily three or four times to Jerry Tillery. And as a firmware first round draft pick, you can't be letting that happen. So there's a lot there's a lot that needs to happen this weekend but man it's gonna be it's getting it's a 10 a.m game here on the on the on the west coast so it's gonna be fireworks are gonna start at 10 a.m lorenzo yeah uh, trust me i'm gonna get my popcorn ready i'm eating popcorn early and you know you and i (laughs) talking and texting back and forth and watching the game and i want to look i'm looking right away to see how they see what this team has done to stop we want to see how this defense is going to make sure they shut down the run and make this team go back to throwing the ball because you cannot let Kansas City be two-dimensional. So definitely you and I at 10 o'clock, we'll be texting back and forth. We'll get yep. some more predictions. And, uh, man, I'm excited about this Charger team because I do believe that they have potential. I do believe this team can get in the playoffs, see what they're going to do with that left with the right tackle position. Can't wait to Sunday. There's a lot of things that need to be answered before they take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I got to tell you something, Lorenzo. I got a bone to pick with you. I keep on getting fans asking me, when's Lorenzo going to come to SoFi? When's he going to come to SoFi? We want to see Lorenzo. You're a man of the people. People love you, Lorenzo. I, and people are wondering when you're going to come to SoFi. They want to. When are you going to grace the great people of Los Angeles with the presence of the great Lorenzo Neal? Hey, right now, I'm coming. I'm coming for the Raiders and Chargers the Monday Ooh. night. You and I are going to hang out. I'm bringing my nephew, Tyler. You got to meet him. He's a freaking studies and where does he go to school fresno state baby he's a bulldog, <laughs> bulldog born bulldog bred baby gonna be a bulldog to the day i'm dead so he and i are gonna embrace you we're gonna be down southern cal we'll go watch a game you and i will go to dinner me you and my, my my nephew and we'll have a good time brother so you tell the people of san diego if they if they tweet on that day maybe they'll meet us we'll get there early and trust me i'll bring a couple bucks and i'll buy the first 10 first 10 people that that say they're gonna meet us at a bar First 10 people, I'll buy them a cocktail. How about that? Bro? Oh, there you go. There you go. That's enticing. But uh, football fans, have a great weekend. This is going to be a lot of exciting football coming up this week, uh, this weekend with a lot of good college. Man, we're blessed, Lorenzo. College football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday. No, NFL Thursday. And uh, college Friday night lights Friday. And then Saturday, college football, Sunday, NFL, Monday, NFL. Great, great, uh, great slate of football coming up. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm excited, brother. Excited to work with you. You're the best, brother. Appreciate Peace, it. And let's go make it happen. Can't wait till next show, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.